How does a multi-generation agency combine elegantly simple old-school communication with new-school technology to stand out and profit? We'll find out on this episode of Shift Shapers. Change either paralyzes or energizes. The choice is yours. You're listening to the Shift Shapers podcast. You're about to learn firsthand from businesses and entrepreneurs who have successfully shaped the shifts in their industries. Get ready to become the change that you want to see. Here's your host and chief transformation strategist, David Saltzman. This episode of the Shift Shapers podcast is brought to you by Captivated Health, a captive insurance arrangement designed specifically for educational institutions. If you have clients in that vertical, you know the healthcare deck has been stacked against them. Today, Captivated Health offers the stability, control, and savings they've been waiting for. For more information, go to www.captivatedhealth.com or click on the company logo on the Shift Shapers website. When we talk about a father and son running a third-generation agency, you might be tempted to think old school. But the guys we're talking to today are very much a next-generation firm, and they're helping clients with simple explanations and with cutting-edge techniques to rein in healthcare costs. I think you'll enjoy the conversation today. They're having very different kinds of conversations with their clients. I find their practice fascinating. With that, welcome Bob Gerhardt Sr. and Jr. Hi, guys. Good morning, David. Good morning, David. Happy to be here. Thank you, fellas. This is easy because I just have to say Bob and somebody will answer the question. I, I like that. Let's start with Junior. All this cost stuff is pretty complex, and you know, you can get into the weeds very easily on it. One of the things that you and I talked about off-air is that the where you guys feel you excel is giving simple, having simple conversations that actually structure that in a way that give you the key to success. Would you illuminate that a little bit for us? Yeah, absolutely, David. More than happy to. I, I think... When we're talking about employee benefits and about healthcare, I think the thing that's important to reframe with clients and prospective clients is that the health insurance is expensive because the services that we are accessing are expensive. And when you look at a medical plan, and and Milliman did a great job of outlining where your variable cost is coming from. And what Milliman says is that your variable cost is coming from four different verticals, hospital, ambulatory surgery, office visits, and prescription drugs. And so historically, the key has been to maybe make alterations to plan designs and contributions and network structures. But when you look at the math, the numbers dictate that it's actually coming from the utilization in these four verticals. And so what we try to do is reframe the conversation with the groups that we work with to focus on these four verticals and measuring success within these that ultimately lead to the things that employers are looking for, like better benefits at a lower cost. We'll kind of take each one of those separately in a moment, but I I want to talk about another concept that I know you guys talk to clients about a lot. It's a phrase that some advisors may be aware of, but others may not. And it is Healthcare chain management. Can you talk about what healthcare chain management is? We certainly can, David. And the first item that I'd like to mention is that, as Bob said, our healthcare chain management focuses on each of those verticals because we believe that focusing attention on anything else is really a waste of time. So 
when you break each of these items down into the four categories, it's very simple to put a strategy in place to affect change in each of those areas. Yeah, and, and to piggyback on on what Bob Sr. said, David, I, I think that when you start to evaluate these things, that the, the baseline methodology, in addition to what we're targeting, comes down to ultimately being able to direct end users to the right care at the right place at the right time. And if we're able to do that and we're able to measure it, we can then deliver results to clients that they're just not able to find in in other parts of the market. And I would encourage other advisors to begin looking at it this way as well, because it differentiates you from the other folks that are maybe talking about the newest plan design or or product offering or tiered network or or other things that ultimately have been around for, for decades in various forms and fashions and have done very little to actually bend the cost curve. You know, one of the things that we talk about sometimes on the podcast, and I'd love to get your guys' opinion about this, is whether or not that kind of a change is going to be generational, whether it's going to take even more time to get. I mean, employers are driven because they see the costs. On the employee side, we're starting to get some engagement, but we're not getting the kind of engagement you you might think. How do you get there, and is it a generational shift? I think it is a generational shift, David, and I'll be the first to say that we would probably not be as far along the spectrum of getting there if it weren't for having Bob Jr. in the agency. And it's been very fortunate for us and for our clients to be able to move along this spectrum much faster. The conversations we're having with our clients about changing the way that employees engage the system has changed dramatically. Our conversations with employees are different today than they were even as recently as a year ago. They focus on engaging the healthcare system. And to your point, we have not discussed that historically as part of engaging the employees. And I think to carry on is, you know, as much as I would like to take credit for a lot of the conversations that we're we're having, and I I think it certainly benefits us that we have someone who has spent over 35 years in the industry and then someone that came in with a fresh perspective, certainly right around the time of healthcare reform when all this change was occurring. But I think that it's also now been a byproduct of not just that generational shift, but the fact that healthcare costs are so out of control right now. I mean, Warren Buffett in the annual shareholders meeting called this the tapeworm of American business. And so by hook or by crook, we've now had employees who have said, you know, I'm now stuck with this plan design where I have more upfront liability. I'm accessing a system of care for a procedure that I may only get one time in my entire life. And the only guidance that I have to go on historically is a referral chain that I'm starting to learn more and more may not be aligned with what's best for me as a patient from a care perspective or from a cost perspective. So I, I think that it's it's been a byproduct of a lot of factors. And, and I think that the one thing that's encouraging is more people are having this conversation about healthcare supply chain, because as much as what we do centers around financial and operational discussions at the C-suite level, at the end of the day, the thing that's important to keep in mind is These are people every single day that are accessing a system that has been historically 
vague and the access to data and transparency has not been there. And they're dealing a lot of times with a major medical issue that's going to put undue stress on them and their family as it begins. So I I think it's important and encouraging to see the conversation going in that direction. I know you guys have a couple of very different philosophical positions from an awful lot of practices. One that I that I'd like you guys to talk about a bit is that you've pretty much stopped quoting and you're not you're not looking at you're not looking for numbers. You're looking for what you call philosophical alignment. What does that mean? How does that conversation go with an employer and a and a prospect? I'll jump in first here, David, and I can tell you for me throughout my entire career it was you know, give me your plan, give me your rates, give me your census, what carrier are you with, what are you looking to achieve? And that's unfortunately the way much of the business continues to operate. For us, as Bob said, if it's not a philosophical alignment with us, with a prospect, then it's probably not a good fit. And I will say that those have been very few and far between It's amazing the engagement we're getting from employers when we break this message down into its simple components. And practically every prospect meeting we walk into, people will tell us, here, we've got a packet of information ready for you to quote. And we simply say, that's really not how we operate. In instances, we slide it back across the table to them before we come in to our presentation. And I'd like to elaborate a little bit, David, on what we mean when we say a philosophical alignment. And, you know, as a firm, we firmly believe that the insurance products, the commodities, they are not the problem and they are also not the solution. If those were the solution, we wouldn't be staring down the barrel of the prospect of another total reform to the industry. So when we meet with potential clients and clients, we want to see what their appetite is. And and philosophically, as an organization, where do they stand? Because we believe that the insurance commodities are expensive because the care that they're financing within the healthcare system is expensive. And so if we are philosophically aligned in that regard, we know we're going to be able to have productive conversations centering on the four verticals that are driving 97% of the variable cost. If an organization is willing to make that level of commitment to their benefits and their employees, we're going to have an unbelievable working relationship. If they're the type of organization that wants to see four brokers go out to market, spend 50% of the market evaluation working on what's best for them as a prospective client, the other 50% of the time working out, well, what are the other advisors going to bring in and, and how do I differentiate myself only to have everyone come back in with the same plans, proposals, and rates and then emphasize that they have great carrier relationships and they service business really well. We just feel that our team doesn't need practice at market evaluations And our clients deserve 100% of our time, effort, and energy in doing that on their behalf, but more importantly, targeting the root cause of the problem, which we feel is that the cost of care is exorbitant. And David, one other point I'd like to make on that is we would like to say that this may ultimately help elevate our industry for a couple of reasons. The first is what we experienced for 
through my the first generation of our agency and me being the second was that we were able to actually observe incumbent advisors going into a protection mode to protect their position working with the client rather than what was in the client's best interest. So that was another reason that we decided to make this change. It's really in the client's best interest to pick an advisor and have that advisor take them through the process. And now a word from our sponsor. Captivated Health is a single source solution for your clients and prospects who are in the education vertical. The founders of Captivated Health have nearly 20 years' experience working with educational institutions, and over that time, they've developed a keen understanding of the unique problems these clients experience. Frustrated by a lack of control, the unpredictability of ever-increasing health care costs, and the pressures and regulations of the Affordable Care Act, these groups have been adrift in the fully insured commercial marketplace until now. Captivated Health has built a program that solves those problems, and it does so with virtually no disruption to faculty and staff while saving clients millions of dollars. We wanted you to be among the first to know that Captivated Health is building a national distribution partner network so you can bring this cutting-edge solution to the educational clients you advise. To learn more about the Captivated Health solution, go to their website at www.captivatedhealth.com or click on their logo on the Shift Shapers website. And now, back to our interview. Do you guys also look for or tee up with prospects that you're really looking for a multi-year engagement rather than just one year in a cloud of dust? Or is that something that, that isn't a big deal in your marketplace? You find that once you establish relationships, they're sticky. I will say it's not a big deal in our marketplace. Yeah, and David, I, I think that that one of the the reasons and one of the, the the ways that we've been so successful in this approach of just refusing to quote insurance commodities is we're willing to put part of our fees at risk based on the plan performance and our ability to have an impact. And while everyone is always, you know, concerned with client retention, and that's a huge cornerstone of what we do, a big part of that for us is sitting on the same side of the table as the client and not simply advising on, you know, which one of these options on the spreadsheet is the best bad option, but saying we will stand side by side, shoulder to shoulder with you, and we'll share in your successes, and we won't benefit if there are failures. On the back end, you guys do something that's very intriguing, and it's something that I used to do years ago when I was producing. Don't know a lot of folks who do. You make a guarantee to your clients or an, or an offer about your success and, and how they should treat you. Would you expand on that a little bit? I will. I'll start. We really try to focus on easy measures for the client to understand. The first one that everyone can relate to is a per-employee-per-year claim cost. They know what that is before the relationship begins, and based upon the math exercise that we do with them, we all agree on what we want to do with that per employee per year claim cost, which is obviously to lower it. We also look at each of the other verticals and how we would be able to measure them on the back end to be able to affect the change that they're looking for. And the other thing I think that's that's unique, David, and that often gets lost 
in the industry is we tell every prospective client that if you don't like the work that we're doing, if we don't get out of the gate quickly and we don't execute and all we've done for you is put on an impressive 60-minute sales presentation, then fire us. Make the change. At the end of the day, the advisor works on behalf of the client. And there are a lot of instances where that gets lost. And to Bob's earlier point, everything that we do is driven off of what is best for the client. And so I think it's important to say that and to set that standard. And and rather than maybe pursue a three-year relationship when we're brand new, really building that trust and and building that together where we we each share in in the successes and, and we certainly don't benefit in in any failures that come up. And I think it's important to establish that right out of the gate, that as as the employer, you're in charge. And as the advisor, it's our job to deliver the return on investment that we're discussing with you. And if not, make a change. How do advisors who maybe haven't gone down this road start to have these kinds of conversations with their prospects and with their clients? What what What's your advice to them? We didn't get to this place where we are overnight. It took time and it was initially uncomfortable, but when you keep the client squarely in your sights and trying to make an impact on their business and the lives of their employees, that is what will keep you through these first series of uncomfortable meetings. Yeah, I think that, that that's important. You know, if, if you're thinking about, well, where do I start or, or what, what steps do I take first? I think that the most important thing is simply start. You know, wh- one of the first things that we did in, in going toward this, uh, this mission of full transparency and fee for performance and alignment directly with the client, the first step we took was a simple full fee disclosure to 100% of our clients. Even if they're fully insured on regulated business where it's standard commissions, we met with every single person and said, we appreciate your trust in choosing us as an advisor. We want you to know that obviously you have the ability to assign these dollars anywhere you'd like, and it's our job to deliver the commensurate value. But in order for you to do that, you need to know exactly what we make and where we make it. And that goes for carrier commissions, overrides, any rev share on third-party services like Cobra, we fundamentally believe that that's what we needed to do, and that's where we started. And and the funny thing was, you know, as somebody that was new to the industry, this wasn't hard for me. I, I did ticket sales for a professional sports team where we were constantly discussing what prices were and what came along with that. I'll let Bob elaborate maybe a little bit on what it was like to come from a background where it wasn't discussed, but not a single one of our clients gave any form of pushback to the compensation. I think that there's this perception out there that it's sort of been taboo to talk about, but ultimately I think clients think that advisors make a whole lot more than they actually do, which made the disclosure process, that first step, so much simpler for us. Bob, you're absolutely right. And when I think back on this con- the conversations that you and I were having two years ago, we had nothing to be ashamed of. Every customer that we had was on a standard commission scale. We had no hidden fees or hidden commissions. There was no reason that we should not have talked about it, but I had a hard time with getting there just because we had never done it that way. And last August at our third 
client event of the year, our third client summit, I stood up in front of the room and said, as we take each of you over your renewal cycle over the next year, we will be disclosing every nickel that we make on your case. And it was very liberating. I I really wish that there was more transparency in the industry now. Now I can see the value, especially with some of the things that we have seen in groups we've taken over. I can absolutely say that every customer we talked to said, eh, okay. I mean, it was a non-issue with our clients. Interesting. Well, we've got about two minutes left, and I, we always like to wrap up by asking our guests kind of what they see as a future. So if each one of you would take a few few moments and, and talk about what you see as what's coming next and, and what you see as the future, that would be great. I think, David, that you know when I look into the future, it's interesting to me in that we're at a very critical time right now in the benefits space. I think universally accepted that there's a significant problem that we spend more than any other industrialized country on our healthcare, and for that, we get below average results. And the byproduct of that has been margin compression for employers and increased costs to employees in the workforce. As exciting as it is to be able to be a small part of solving that problem, it's also very frightening in that I look at our industry in the advisor space, and I look around and I I don't see a whole lot of uh, youth in the pipeline. It's not to say that experience isn't valuable, but in, in any business, as you have an aging workforce, and we see this all the time at our clients, if you don't have a viable pipeline to step in and fill that void, it causes significant issues. And it just so happens that this particular industry is a top three item on employers P&L that is a runaway freight train and is making it very, very difficult to do business. And so while I'm encouraged about the opportunities that are out there, I'm also very, very concerned about what the future holds in that will we have enough talent to be able to backstop and ultimately push forward and solve this problem? From my perspective, I think the future is bright for our industry and that the adoption by clients of this new generation of advisors is refreshing. We're fortunate to be members of the Agency Growth Mastermind Partnership, and there are eight or nine young advisors that I put in a similar category to Bob Jr., and it has been a true highlight of my 35-year career to watch these young advisors come up through our business, and I still get up excited and exhilarated every day and can't wait to get to the office because the future is so bright. It's a great place to end our conversation today. Bob Gerhardt Sr. and Jr., thank you both for sharing your expertise and some of the cutting-edge things and innovative programs that you guys are doing at your agency. Thank you, David. Thank you, David. The Shift Shapers Podcast is a production of Strategic Vision Publishing and David Saltzman. This podcast may not be reproduced in any form, in whole or in part, without the express written permission of the producers. All rights reserved.